Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. You wrote things down about this film. Sometimes a film, sometimes all you can do is write notes. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes all you can do in the face of movies like The Cube. Was that what it was called? Yes. Uh, What's the... The one about... um, like the 60s and taking drugs. Oh, the Jim Henson one. No, no, no. Not the Jim Henson one. Jeez. Oh, yeah. The, the one about LSD. The one about LSD, yeah. Why are we talking about this? Yeah, that, that was a movie that I just had to white knuckle write notes through, and that's all I could do uh, to yeah. get through that film. It happens. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. Robert. My name is Robert. Robert. Yeah, it is. That's right. And we just watched, we have a ghost. <laughs> we sure do. I don't miss the nightmare. We have a ghost. Okay. No, I'm serious. Kevin caught him on camera. Oh, we got to show mom. No, 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 no. <laughs> do you want me to tell the story here? Because well, first of all, I'm just going to, I'm going to thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, oh, thank you. So much, if you have anything mm-hmm. to plug. Yeah, I got a podcast. It's called Behind the Bastards. I got a novel. It's called After the Revolution. You just type that in with the word buy or go to atrbook.com and get it for free. Either way, doesn't matter to me. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Now I need you to explain yourself. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're good friends. We watch movies together, have have for years since since we all lived together that one time. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a couple of great movies this year. Dark Harvest. Definitely want to talk to you guys about Dark Harvest. Exciting film. This has been yep. a great year for movies. A lot of, lot of incredible pieces of, of cinema that have come out. So I decided instead to talk about maybe the definitely the worst movie I've seen this year, but also <laughs> the most like surprisingly bad movie because it's like it's not so bad it's good. If you go into this movie, we have a ghost expecting it to be like schlock that's like good schlock. You will be disappointed. Um, But it's also like not so bad that it's not interesting because trying to figure out why they made the decisions they made in this fucking movie is a fascinating (laughs) mental exercise. Um, But yeah, I wanted to talk about it with you guys. And and I thank you for inflicting that exercise upon us. (laughs) (laughs) A little background. um, This this was made this year in February. Yeah. It's a Netflix film. You probably are now like remembering it. Because like it took me a minute because this came and went right. Yeah. It was yeah. it's um, it was a Netflix I I think original film mm-hmm. and it has David Harbor and it was promised to be kind of um, like a family film about a ghost. You it it was hard to tell from the trailer. But it this is a is, film with a family and a ghost. <laughs> if the trailers push it as a little Beetlejuicey. Yeah, like a a horror comedy yeah. family. Yeah. Um, it is two hours and seven minutes, you know, <laughs> like a good horror family comedy should be. Oh, um, man. It's kind of Casper. 
um, th- that's the thing that struck me immediately is like, it's it's a lot of other films, The Frighteners, yeah. Casper. Um, it's mostly E.T. E.T. is Definitely more E.T. than any It's like primarily movie. E.T. David Harbour is the ghost and he's he can't talk. And he doesn't really have a memory of what killed him. So like a big part of the movie is the kids befriending him and learning to communicate with him, which is very E.T., like you said. Right. Yeah. And that would be a fine movie. But as you already stated, this movie kind of goes in directions or does things that really make you wonder. It kind of reminded me of a film like uh, Heartbeeps. Do you know what Heartbeeps is, Robert? I've never heard of Heartbeeps. It's a film from, I want to say, the 80s. It was the Tom. 80s. It sure was. It, it's Andy Kaufman's only film. Oh, no. And he plays a robot in this like futuristic dystopia or something and he meets another robot and they go on the run and it's like that's all well and good and then you watch the movie and you're like i don't know what they were going for Um, it is a terrible i don't understand how this happened yeah Yeah. and and it goes in or like um you know mac and me or any anything like that like howard the duck even like one of those movies that's like kind of an artifact of their time where you go back and watch it and you're like, what did they think they were making? Yeah. And that's sort of the feeling I get with this. Um, yeah. Because one thing we haven't mentioned is the CIA becomes heavily involved sure in this is. film. The CIA is a key pa- part of this movie, uh, played in part by Tignataro. Um, yeah, and they're great. Primarily by um, Tignataro, yeah. Primarily by Tignataro. Yeah. He just randomly <laughs> Play- decides to be good at the end? Playing a real yeah. Mulder. Well, it's E.T. Like, you guys are acting like the CIA right. is, is like, beyond the pale, but that's literally what happens in E.T. No, and then no, the kind-hearted right. CIA agent has a change of heart at the end and lets you're E.T. Right. go. Like, this I movie is E.T. Is. with a ghost. Yeah, that's, I think what yeah. it is is that aliens and the CIA makes sense uh, you know what i mean where it's sure. like area 51 alien or ghosts and the cia there's no like pop culture slightly staples. less sense. <laughs> yeah there's there's no pop culture it is this movie is historically accurate and that the cia had a program to try and figure out if ghosts were real and could be weaponized <laughs> right. that is the thing the cia did they're not pulling that out of nowhere i'll get you right. have to give them that well there you go so, there you go that explains it <laughs> we gotta dust I, this one even, off <laughs> that's not even the part of this film like i can accept that being a part of this film movie if for example it mattered because sure. i don't know if you guys noticed the cia don't matter in this um movie no, not really. it's two movies it it, yeah. it like first of all again ow, two hours seven minutes mm-hmm. i think if you cut the cia it would have been a 90 minute film mm-hmm. and because it, it's sort of like it it's a detour right the cia is this weird detour it starts with this new family moving in and it's very cliche where it's like you know the the teenage boy is miserable that they're moving he has a bad relationship with his family um one thing i didn't expect and i don't know if i'm the only one who thought this did it seem like the other brother and the father were straight up abusive to this yes kid? yes okay yes that's they like just there's he like throws suck. something at his face there's that and it's not even yes. it's not played off as a joke nor is it really played off as like a a dark emotional beat it's just like it just happens like he yeah, hurls all, something at his child and they move past it the whole family kind of bullies this kid 
Yeah. Um, they like look on his phone and they're like making fun of the things he likes. And then when he like lashes back, it's like they're really mad at him. And like you said, the brother throws an orange at his head. And no, it, like, the, that's him. Anthony Mackey. Anthony Mackey whips the orange oh, at his fuck, head. You're right. And then the mother is like, what a waste of a good orange or something yeah, like that. That's exactly what she says. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so I assumed the plot was going to be about this kid confronting his deeply abusive family with no. this ghost. And no. Anthony Mackie is like a grifter. And that was a fun idea. Yeah. But then like, none of this goes into like, like there's a scene where he like apologizes at the end, but not really for the right no. things. And his brother's just like, I guess we're cool now with my big brother who is like kind of a fucking like abusive to me. Yeah, yeah it's the big, it, the big brother just disappears from the movie after a certain he's point. gone for the middle <laughs> yeah, of the movie. He's just gone. You'll notice there's also, and I'm curious what the actual development cycle for this was like. There's like a kind of aborted cop side story where like the ghost is fighting the cops briefly in the yeah, middle briefly. of the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. That they, they just kind of blaze past, but like that was the part where I was like, well, actually, that could be a pretty cool movie. Like, if you've got right. the cops going after this kid and his family, and like he uses this ghost to fight a crooked police, that's a movie I'd watch, is what I'm saying. Right. Mm -hmm. The the movie hey, also. To be fair, Robert, you watched this one. I did watch this one. <laughs> so they already won. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. The plot of this movie. Uh... Yeah, because you're right. That could be a thing. Also, just the basic, I guess it's just Casper. It feels like they wrote this and then they realized they were just doing Casper or Beetlejuice. And they just like tried to find a way to spin it out well, to make it different. Dave, this was uh, Christopher Landon. Which is, who is that? A happy Death Day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this person. So it's like, it, yeah, it's, it, it makes even more sense that it's like he's sort of a fan of. I like Happy Death Day and Freaky, but he is sort of a fan of taking a familiar movie uh, sort of template and then adding like a hat on top of it. So like this is ET, e but it's a ghost. Or like you're right. This is, this fits that. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Robert. If you haven't seen Happy Death Day, is basically Groundhog Day as a sl slasher. <laughs> and then Freaky is basically Freaky Friday, but as a slasher. And this is the same person who did this, which is E.T., but it's a ghost. Yeah. So it is, It is. let's take a Let's take a, a familiar family slash comedy premise, make it horror. And I felt, I really felt some hubris in this, and that kind of makes sense, which I feel like yeah, at that's, this point. That's why I pointed that out is because you've, you've kind of ranted about his movies before so i was like i, yeah. I, didn't, I was like I, I was watching the movie and i and you hadn't mentioned it to me at all so i was like i don't i didn't know if you realized it was one of his movies yeah man but it, it really is hubris because it's like doing something that's not particularly impressive and then being like no second draft like that's how no. this felt right yeah no second draft. can i we're not gonna cut it we're not gonna talk out with anybody like is the, <laughs> any of this working is this fucking can i uh can I? Hit, I'm gonna hit you guys with a bombshell. Okay. Oh no. I thought this movie was whatever. I thought it was fine. Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's that's not terrible. I thought. Uh, I think this movie's biggest problem is that it's absolutely not funny at all. Like no. I, I appreciate that it's a real big swing. This uh, Christopher Landon takes big swings. Like I said, I, I usually yeah. like his movies. I have liked more of his movies than not. But this one. It's not funny. The chemistry is weird, particularly with yeah. particularly with the main kid. Um, and it, yeah, it's just it, it's it's 
it built it escalates in a crazy way that's just not it's yeah it's 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 charmlessly crazy i guess right. in a way yeah yeah there's would, no oh sorry no no go uh there's nothing that like like i think one of the big problems is that when they they decided okay he's going to be a the ghost can't talk mm-hmm. uh and he doesn't remember his past so he's kind of not a character for much of the movie like yeah. David Harbour is a wonderfully charming actor. Um, and he's he, doing his best. He's doing I, I, his he's best. He's good for the role, yeah. But you, yeah. when you can't, not just that he's not talking, but also it's not even like it's a silent film. Like he, he, his character's not fully visible a lot of the time, too. So it's, you're really asking for a lot off of David Harbour's ability to make facial expressions. For sure. And, and yeah, yeah th- Tom, to your point, like the fact that it's kind of charmless made me sort of just pick it apart because you're yeah. right that like a, a movie with this wild of an idea isn't bad but i also thought mm. a lot of it was resting on this like fundamental misunderstanding of human uh humans like again there was like this hubris of like almost like a, it felt like a disrespect yeah for I, the audience I, like the basic premise is that they see a ghost they film it and then the ghost goes viral almost yeah. immediately and to which i say no it wouldn't no it wouldn't you know why i know that because there are millions of ghost videos on the internet that look convincing what made this one more special and they don't really answer little questions like that there's a lot of like weird like the characters don't really add up yeah, a lot yeah, of the time i wanted to call out a scene in particular it's it's one of the most important scenes of the movie so it's like immediately the movie kind of like blows up in in the hangar before takeoff it's the scene right. where kevin the main kid meets the ghost like when mm-hmm. the ghost comes out to scare him and he's filming him on his phone and he starts laughing at him but like it feels that whole and it's just like he keeps laughing at Ernest the ghost as Ernest right. is trying to be scarier and it's meant i it's supposed to be like how they meet it's like their first interaction together but like the laughing feels weird cuz it's not like a funny moment it like what right. what Ernest is doing doesn't register as as it's funny. It registers joke. as kind yeah. of like tragic. It registers as yeah. sad. And so then also, for this kid to be laughing like hilariously at it is immediately the, a weird wrong vibe. And that's like the first mm-hmm. thing example they give us of what is supposed to be the relationship that's at the center of the movie. So it's like immediately right. the wrong, completely tone deaf. Yeah. And here's a question: Why does Ernest want to scare him? They like why? <laughs> yeah, like, they like. I know that sounds like a silly question for a ghost, but Ernest immediately becomes peaceful and nice, and then every now and then he'll he'll do this. But I they never really because he doesn't talk. Like why? Why is he trying to scare people as a ghost? What is his? Because he's doing it like oh I'm scary, and then gets deflated when they're not scared. Does his power? Like, it doesn't seem like he has any motivation to want to scare people. He's not like, get out of my house, he, right? He doesn't care. He doesn't even re- really remember 
that it's his house in any specific right. way. Like, I guess it like part of the problem is that by bringing the CIA in and having them have like <laughs> having an advanced weapon system dedicated to fighting ghosts. And by the way, there's great. They've got these like anti ghost guns. And then at oh. one point, randomly, Tignataro uses them on a person and then shouts out. They work on people, too. Yeah. Like, they, it's they, like, cool. Just those laziest, they laziest. Do a of that. The part where they get when they're like the Beatles and everybody's running after mm-hmm. Ernest on the street after the sequence they're like he could have just turned invisible and i'm like yeah no i i made that note actually we we all were aware of that started yeah like that is you're you're right that is a dumb thing that you did and so like theoretically you get the feeling there's supposed to be some like broader cosmetology about how ghosts work in this but like i mean there's so many number one they could have like explained the rules of like why ghosts inherently like haunt places right right um they could have even tried to do like an alzheimer's thing where it's like well they're you know they can't really remember things and and so they're they're scared and that makes them aggressive um or they could have like done a fucking they could have been like the person who murdered him is a is a, a witch or a wizard, and they cast a spell to make him like protect to hide the secret. Right? There's uh, you could right. a million ways you could do it where all you have to add in is a line of dialogue, but they just don't explain it at all. So there's there's no reason for him to be behaving this way. No, it's it's like he he does it because he's seen movies. Yeah, right, yeah, and he's like that's what they do it's a lot like a kid telling a story and there's a lot of weird inconsistencies because later they have this fake psychic show up and i don't know why this scene i think they just thought it was fucking hilarious they got jennifer coolidge and yeah yeah. i do want to see jennifer coolidge play like a a median a fake medium con artist absolutely yeah it's so weird because she shows up and then they're like and then ernest won't ernest is not like Ernest isn't showing up and mm. immediately they're like, Ernest come out. And he doesn't, it, it's like five fe- seconds. She's like, all right, we're not doing this. Your hologram machine isn't working. We're going. And right away I was like, fake psychics don't do that because yeah. fake psychics, they work with what, whatever they have. Right. That's the whole point of a fake psychic right. is they pretend there's a ghost, even though there isn't. So she's like immediately like, we're not doing this because you can't show your ghost. Right. It's, it's like so it's, you're fake in the wrong direction here. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like, why, why that? And then, and then Ernest shows up and starts scaring everybody. And the psychic is unimpressed. And I don't know why either, because she's, it's like, the movie saying our own effects suck. Look how yeah. this. And then everybody is mad. The dad is mad that Ernest did that. But isn't that what he wanted him to do? Because like the whole point was we're going to show that we have a ghost. <laughs> and yeah. then the ghost shows up and scares everybody. And the dad is like, how dare you do that? And it's like, that's literally what the point of them filming the ghost was right for the ghost and why is the ghost scaring people like an act of rebellion from the kid because it does the thing they wanted the ghost to do and so like scenes like that where you start like trying to imagine what the characters want and it's it none of it makes sense it's just it's just gibberish yeah you know the other movie this reminds me of and i it's not a movie i've seen um, it's just like from the, tr- do you guys see that Charlie Day movie where no. he's a silent? Uh, okay. So I was listening to like a podcast or I was, I was on Reddit somehow. And I came across like people talking about the always sunny people's podcast and this right. like 
argument broke out about whether or not they've lost touch because they've all been rich and incredibly famous for like 20 years now. And somebody brought up this movie Charlie Day was in and was like, I don't know how you make this unless you've kind of lost touch with reality a little bit. And it's he's playing like. Uh, he's he starts out playing like this celebrity who like dies doing some stupid method acting thing and they find it's a homeless man who looks exactly the the movie. yeah yeah Sorry. and they find a homeless man who looks exactly like him but can't speak and it's like a silent he's like a silent film actor right and so the whole movie is like modern day hollywood people trying to take advantage of charlie day who can't talk but who explodes as a celebrity through for through like convenient plot reasons and i i've watched clips and stuff from it and every scene is like well but a big part of why charlie day is an entertaining comedian is like the way he talks and speaks and you've you've taken out a it's, large chunk of his yeah. repertoire and there's not a good reason for it um, so I, it just, I, I don't, I can see why this movie fell flat and it's, I feel like the same thing with, with, with this David Harbour thing where it's like, well, I just don't see a reason why you were do, if you, if you wanted to do this, if you want to have this conceit because you think it's impressive or whatever, you have to like do something with it that, that, uh, uh, justifies doing it, I guess. Like, yes. I, I, I never saw why they were doing it. I think it was a loophole, right? It was a writing yeah. sheet. Because he couldn't come up with a compelling reason why the ghost yeah. wouldn't be able to clearly tell them anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it just makes it a mystery. Yeah. But but, um, but on but on the other hand, that is a fairly common trope of, of ghost stories and movies is sure. they can't tell For you sure. anything directly. But yeah. it, it, it it's still like I, I agree that David Harbour, one of the reasons I love him is when he opens his mouth. That's like one of his biggest assets is his delivery. Yeah. His sarcasm, like that, that isn't to say he can't do silent role, but they are taking away like one of the main reasons I would watch David Harbour in a film. But then there's also, yeah, the going back to the out of touchness, I felt that really when it was writing the teenagers, especially the girl, the neighbor girl, because mm-hmm. my fucking God. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, those yeah. Lines, oh, those oof. lines, they were, re- they, they, they just like reeked of. A guy, old, my old age, guy, tr- old guy trying girl. to write like a cool teen. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot where of that. It's like in she's this. quirky, and she's talking about like Ted Cruz and shit. And I'm like, I don't think teens actually care about <laughs> old politicians no. as much as we want them. to. Yeah, the Ted Cruz reference was a little weird. Where it's like, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. And then I, I thought it, it came out with also their view of the internet, the yeah. idea that he goes instantly viral, and they do this montage of people like trying to be like like debating ghost rights and stuff mm-hmm. and oh my like, god yeah that oh, was in yeah. there <laughs> i had forgotten about that oh right. that it's was one of bad. those like <laughs> cynical out of touch views of the internet mm-hmm. and what the internet cares about you know and again i can't stress this enough it, it was written in a world where apparently like ghost videos don't exist yeah because everybody just like jumps on it like this movie deviates several times so there's a movie that's like casper right which yeah. is like I find a ghost in my house and I'm trying to communicate it and find out what happened to it. That's a movie. Then the idea that the ghost gets like famous Mm -hmm. is a, is a, is a, not a bad idea, but you have to spend more time establishing that idea. You can't just have a video of the, on the internet, you know, go viral. That's just not enough, but that's its own thing. And then the CIA thing is another thing. And then the fact that this ends like a thriller where a villain randomly <laughs> it ends confesses. Like the hand that rocks yeah. the cradle. <laughs> yeah. 
what we learn. So, and, oh, uh, also, it's shit. a road trip movie. It's a road trip movie, which also includes uh, uh, one of before the, we get insane too, parts. Before we move too far away from that point, the point about being out of touch, I did want to hit ghost right. ghost rights a little bit harder because, yes. like, that in that being a fundamental misunderstanding of the internet and the out of touchness of it. Of there are plenty of things that the internet loses its shit over that are silly or frivolous. Mm-hmm. That would right. have been a perfect analog to to insert like ghost into, but rights civil like go, civil rights is not one of them. Like that's yeah, not a yeah. frivolous <laughs> thing. So the fact that yeah. he identified that as a thing to be like, oh, isn't it? Wouldn't it be funny that there would be people arguing for ghost rights and against ghost rights? Isn't that silly? It's like no, it's not. You no, picked the wrong. You picked the thing that's not like, silly. <laughs> if, if if people if there were to be a ghost that showed up in someone's house and we proved it was real and some degree of sentient and sentient yes yeah. it would deserve rights <laughs> like, it's very it, it's one of those things where they're trying to be subversive mm-hmm. and like dig into an idea in a way that people haven't seen before mm-hmm. while falling just exactly into the traps of like mainstream thought about something yeah where it's like there's nothing subversive here yeah. It's like, and nothing against him, but that Argyle trailer, the new Matthew Vaughn movie, this is from the twisted mind of Matthew Vaughn to begin. No one's ever said that before. No one has ever said or thought that. (laughs) Right. And it's like, uh, yeah, I guess twisted by like, from the point of view of a PR campaign person. Like, yeah. Yeah. Most people, that's not that edgy. You're twisted in that you're the one kid on the Little League team with an earring, I guess. Like, that's that's how hard-edged you are, Matthew. I'm I'm not fully willing to let mind of Matthew Vaughn go by (laughs) without, like, a statement. (laughs) But, yeah. but And then this is subversive, I feel like, in that corporate way, where it's like, they're not really exploring... Yeah. anything in a, in a big interesting way no, it's like, like an the Arby's idea of ghost ad. rights that's an interesting idea because like we always yeah. talked about with ghostbusters with ghost, right? that was like a joke that or not like a joke yeah. but it was like a crack doc thing that we would yeah. talk about like they're just imprisoning well, these ghosts for no they haven't done anything really no. but for the crime yeah. of existing we're locking these uh, and if you want to like human souls up in prison yeah. anyway <laughs> if you want to like do a commentary on the internet you know Number one, the ghost would probably have to talk, but have it be a ghost from like further back. And it's, you know, it's trying to do a just thing. It's trying to expose some sort of evil that it got killed in that echoes on in the modern day. But also like it's from the 1800s and it has some beliefs and opinions that don't like And You could have the ghost get canceled and then be like, well, fuck, man, I come from 1840. This was just how people talked. (laughs) Racist ghost. Yeah. I mean, that can. Yeah. I mean, isn't that movie Heart Condition? I want to say. Isn't that racist ghost? Yeah. Oh, With I don't, Bob Hoskins? I don't, yeah. No, he's he's the guy that's being haunted by Denzel. Oh, I thought he was also... Oh, so I thought he maybe he was racist. Doesn't matter. He might be, it but, really doesn't but racist ghost implies the ghost is racist. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, you're mm-hmm. right. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. God damn it. I want to... Uh, so, yeah. Scenes I want to call out before we get to the end. Because, yeah, it, it turns also into a road trip movie. And I think, th- for me, the scene that really just gave me that Mac and Me vibe <laughs> was the hotel scene. Mm. Because another problem with oh this movie that they Lord. didn't think about. <laughs> yeah, they did not think about because they're like, let's do E.T. with a ghost. And the thing about E.T. is he's this little dildo who's like, 
you know, you don't know what age he is. You don't have any reference for him. Mm-hmm. He's a cute little alien. Right, he's right? a little bleep blurping little creature. Mm-hmm. David Harbour is a middle-aged man. With and again, nothing wrong with that. I am as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they have a scene where oh, they, they do this romance with between our protagonist, this teenage boy, and this like, you know, the the teenage girl who doesn't actually talk like a teenage girl. Mm. And they're in a hotel that, together. That word you keep saying, teenage. Continue. Yes, that's the key word, because these two teenagers are now on the run with the middle-aged oh ghost. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they're yes. in a hotel. Who has and the most forgotten scene, actually. He has, he has the, he has the, the comb-over of a sex offender. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Again, they have him basically... Okay, no, Dave, you should tell you should explain this first, and then we can, okay. we can talk about it. And Sorry. So, again, in a movie like Mac and Me, you could see this happen. And it wouldn't be fucked up, mm-hmm. which is it, imagine E.T. or the little alien being like, oh, you should kiss her. You know, Ooh, I want to oh, you guys. I'm rooting for you guys like cute again. Middle aged man doing that. Not cute. And so Ghost David Harbour is just watching and smiling in the fucking corner while these two are like holding hands and having a romantic they, scene. They well hold they what it is. Okay. is they wake up the following morning <laughs> and they're kind of spooning a little bit, very chastely. They're both fully right. clothed, sleeping above the thing, and he has one hand reached over on her hand and they're holding hands as they sleep. So they're laying yeah. there asleep and it pants over to middle-aged David Harbour ghost in the golden light of morning <laughs> watching <laughs> these two teens sleep. With this wistful smile, with I, you said that is the smile of a of a pedophile. Like that is a pedophile grin. There are so many opportunities for them to cut that scene. Mm -hmm. They could have cut it in the script. They could have been shooting it and been like, "Wait, let's not do this." In the editing room, there were so many moments where they could have stopped and said, "Maybe this is fucking weird." Yeah, or. Or if you're really brave, right? If you're if you really want to make a swing, have the first like 20 minutes, 30 minutes of this movie be this kid finding this ghost. They become friends. They go viral. You know, some bad people try to like stop them. So they go on a road trip with the ghost. And while that's happening, yeah. mom and dad do some research and find the ghost is a pedophile. <laughs> a pedophile racist. <laughs> Just a monstrous man. Yeah. Honestly, uh, anything he like was that. Slain in an extrajudicial killing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. He was murdered for good reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. This it movie is, is just. It's a, and this is like the halfway point. Yeah. There was like an hour left of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, and at this point, what had happened, I was like, there's only a third act left. Because they, mm-hmm. again, he gets famous, the CIA get involved, and they want to get Ernest, so they go on the run. And then they have this. And then they learn that Ernest probably abandoned his family. Yeah. Um, And that's when a third act is supposed to start. But there's so much more movie left. It's ridiculous. Um, Because then they have to, like, capture, they have to do the... They learn he's like a dirtbag father. And because the whole thing is that Ernest seems to have lost a child. Um, and so once there's, oh, it was 40 minutes left once they learn that maybe he abandoned his child because they go visit someone who's actually has his name because they learn that Ernest isn't actually his name, right? Yeah. 
and mm-hmm. they visit the real Ernest, and he says, like, oh, yeah, he left his child with me and my wife, and then he disappeared. We never found him again. Um, and like then he, he's, he, was, he's, he was married. Er, the fake Ernest, the ghost, was married to the real Ernest's wife's sister. So, like, right. the real Ernest is the ghost's brother-in-law. Right. And then he gets captured by the CIA. And what would normally happen, like, you look at E.T. E.T., they go, we gotta get him! You know, yeah. and they get on their bikes and they go to get him. There's, like, ten minutes of them just, like, moping yeah. between this moment. He doesn't even... The, yeah, they just the give kid up. Doesn't even, they just give up. The kid doesn't even go to get him. Mm-mm. Ernest just has to... The, uh, Tignataro has to just decide to let Ernest go. And that's how Ernest gets out of the CIA, which ultimately means that the entire CIA thread didn't matter. Correct. The CIA captures him and then goes, you know what? We feel bad. We'll let you go. And then they never <laughs> come back in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, why was that in there? It could have just been a road trip of them trying to discover Ernest, Ernest while is, people yeah. are after them, you know? Yeah. Um, well, like everybody yeah. recognizes them. They get into all sorts of trouble. Yeah. I feel like this movie had either two act twos. Yeah, two act twos that were from like different versions of the same movie. And they just decided to keep them both. They in. kept both yes. of them. Yeah. 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 They kept it all. Again, the hubris where they're like, mm-hmm. no second draft. This is great. Yeah. Never and edit. At the most convenient time, Ernest remembers what happened to his child. And what happened is bonkers. Mm-hmm. It's that the real Ernest, him and his wife couldn't have a kid. So instead of adopting... They murdered Ernest and took his child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of which, okay. And then um, I wanted to point this out when he has the flashback of the murder. Real Ernest bashes fake Ernest, whose name is Randy, um, David Harbour. Right. Real, real Ernest bashes David Harbour on the head and gets blood all over his bowling shirt. So he takes off his bowling shirt, which has his name on it, and mm-hmm. puts it on the body of the man he just murdered, and yeah. buries him in the backyard of the house that is in his name. That's how they right. track Ernest down, is because God, he's the never fought find that out. Yeah. No one is doing anything that makes sense. No, you are and the dumbest point, criminal. Yeah. Right. And at this point, like it's so many hats on hats, and we have this thing where it's like, okay, Ernest knows who killed him, but he can't talk. So I was thinking like, oh, okay, he's going to have to try to like find a way. But no, the killer just shows up at the house, mm-hmm. drunk, confesses everything and tries to kill the family. Yeah. I don't know why they did also, that. I, there's also the part where like two different boys in their late teens, tall, strapping young men, <laughs> attempt to grapple Mackie. with this elderly man and lose. And it's like, yeah. no, I'm sorry. I know those boys is Anthony putting Mackie. his face through a wall. Yeah. Right. This guy, yeah, he's like 70. He like maybe up, even older. He beats up like three generations of this family. <laughs> <laughs> I do love, and that was the part that was fun. It's like a slasher movie, but like Jason is played by a fragile old man. Right. Yeah, but it's, it's like the ending. Old bastard. It's like the ending of like a, a like an Ashley Judd movie where the killer is just like, "You found me," and like they have this hostage scene. And that's when it occurred to me there's still 20 minutes left of the fucking movie sure is. at that point. I was like, what is going on? It's it's so weird and it's so dumb. And then they shove the guy to his death. Mm-hmm. And then they go to meet Ernest's daughter at a lake. Now, mm-hmm. And also, she is immediately on board 
for the fact yeah. that her real dad is a ghost and she's going to hang with him. But also her actual dad just died. Like the man right. who raised her just died attempting to murder several children. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know and that I'd want to meet my ghost dad in that right. state. I'd be, I'd be real <laughs> fucked up about it. Yeah. Oh, they could have called this movie Ghost Dad. Yeah. Ghost they could have called yeah. this movie Not Ghost Dad. We're ready back. for another. Take it back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take back Ghost Dad. Mm -hmm. It has like, it's Lord of the Rings. It's got five endings. Because mm -hmm. they at the lake then he dissolves. And I, I wrote, oh my God, you are dissolving so slow. <laughs> he just does. Go. takes <laughs> forever to dissolve. He takes like two minutes to go fucking to heaven, dissolve. you piece of shit. Yeah, so <laughs> this movie could end. Son of this a isn't Ghost, motherfucker. You didn't earn any of this. Yeah. <laughs> and then it and then it has one more scene where they're moving out of the house. I'm not actually sure why they're moving out of the house. Uh -uh. It wouldn't it make more thematic sense for them to have accept the house and I be like, we love this I house? think the idea is they got a shitload of money, right? That's like, right. that's what the uh, main yeah. main character suggests. Yeah, yeah. So is the idea because that's weird because the whole thing with Anthony Mackie, who doesn't none of the characters really matter in this. None of them have like fulfilling arcs. But his arc is that he's kind of a grifter at the beginning, and then he gets a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And that's it? That's what happens to his character? He doesn't learn anything. Like, no one learns anything or has an arc? I'm trying well, to also, think if that's it's actually a, true. It's also kind I of <laughs> contradicts itself because they get the house for a steal in the beginning because right. it's haunted. Oh, I guess they prove ghosts are real and everybody loves Ernest, so I guess that's how they were able to flip the house for a much sure. higher value. So I guess but that wouldn't it make more sense for him the ending to be something where it's like Anthony Mackie like gives up a lot of money to save the ghost or something? You know what I mean? If they were like, here's a like this if the CIA was like, just take all this money and we'll take the ghost, and then he rejects the money, like that's an arc, right? That's like what would happen. To for in a, like a good movie, yeah, or a better movie, yeah, or something yeah. like, like to that. think. This it, it the and, and to, the movie to me it, it really strikes me as like they had these ideas they wanted to do, and they were all kind of loosely around the idea of a ghost. Like I feel like like when when I'm writing something or when I'm brainstorming ideas, I write down a lot of ideas. Right? We all do this if mm -hmm. you're if you're a writer. And you write down, you have a notebook and you have all these ideas. And then every now and then you can like circle a couple and go, oh, those could go in the same story or the same thing. I feel like they did that, but with like <clears throat> 13 ideas. And then they crammed them all together and connected them very loosely. Yeah. And that's why like none of the characters really do anything that makes any sense. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah. And I think. I also, oh, sorry. Oh, let's go on. No, no. Oh, I just want to, we've been having a lot of fun. I want to ensure people listening, this isn't a fun movie to watch. No. No, yeah. it's pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you... it's not, I wouldn't say it's boring, but it's flat. Yeah. It's very, like it's very charmless. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there's no joy in this movie, really. It's. There, there's no joy. It's almost like expertly paced in such a way that the, the baffling shit happens at just enough of a clip that every time I'm starting to be like, I'm going to turn this fucking movie off. Something happens that's like insane. And then I'm like, Wait, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. And then it goes right back to being boring. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's it's sort of like there's the one pedophile scene. 
And that that's on par with like Howard the Duck shit. Right? Yeah. That's like yeah. Howard the Duck shit. Right. That's where you're like, Howard the I'm Duck is that scene for an entire yeah. movie. Yeah. Exactly. I'm deeply uncomfortable watching this scene. The yeah. rest of the stuff is more just like quietly out of its mind yeah. in the narrative choices they've decided to make. Yes. Where it's just like, why did they think this is what we wanted? Um and and it's from that perspective, it's a fascinating film. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's kind of the last thing I wanted to discuss is how this is sort of a perfect example of what's been a, a, a trend for the last almost a decade since David Harbour kind of blew up with Stranger Things, which is like Hollywood does not know what to do with this man. Um, yeah. He is like I, I love him whenever I, like I enjoyed that movie Silent Night, Violent, Violent Night or whatever it was. Not right. a great movie but i enjoyed him in it quite a lot he almost made it work uh i think he was i can see why they picked him for hellboy but that movie was flat as hell and i he's he's so good i i don't know why they he hasn't found something like more in his in his kind of wheelhouse yet i it's confusing to me i have a theory huh you guys want to hear my theory Mm -hmm. yeah dave this is comes from something um our pal Adam Ganser always said, which is, and I don't think he's the, he doesn't, he doesn't have a copyright on this. He's just the first person who I heard say this, which is like, no one's allowed to be balding in Hollywood anymore. Yeah. Uh, and what yeah. I mean by that is like, it's sort of the death of the character actor, right? The idea that like, we, everybody's kind of a lot more beautiful in films. And the thing about David Harbour is in Stranger Things, they kind of invoked this older version of a leading man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Atkins type, right? Like a schmo, like a yeah. Brody from Jaws. Yes, ex- I was going to bring up Brody because he has very much uh, shiter vibes. Right. And the thing is, is that we loved it because it sparked that nostalgia and yeah. like, yeah, we should have more leading men like this. Yeah. But I don't think Hollywood realized that's why people liked him. No. And that, and that's the thing is he's a very good actor. He uh, And I should say, he's not like if you saw the Stranger Things um, season... He's not a schmo anymore. He's fucking built because yeah. he has to be because yeah. he's trying to get roles. But the thing is, is that it's just like that. I think this is why they're having trouble because he, he has leading man energy. Yeah. Um, he just is not like, you know, he's not this like he's not Chris Evans. No. Um, so there's like when you think about what movies he can be in, there's not that many that they can like that they're currently making roles but he'd, he'd be like a bruce willis what bruce willis was yes, in the 80s yes, and yeah. 90s which it was why it made sense they tried to do the santa diehard movie with him it was like i can see that kind of santa mm-hmm. diehards sure. doesn't have a lot of legs as a premise it turns out but like <laughs> right. i get the thinking yeah <laughs> they're gonna keep doing it though, they're gonna but keep like trying a- shit yeah but yeah it's i think it's that it's that in another era he would have been like yeah, Bruce Willis, like you're saying, he would have been like, you know, rugged cop, alcoholic mm-hmm. cop who's yeah. trying to solve mysteries. That's what he literally look, was a, in Stranger Things. Exactly. <laughs> Free idea to all the Hollywood producers out here. Redo Jaws, but instead of a shark, have it be a Bigfoot movie. Throw yeah. David Harbour in there as the drunk sheriff. You're good to go. You can any any screenwriter can bang that fucker out in like a week. I'll, like, I mean, I'll write know, that right now for <laughs> yeah. free. Yeah. 
<laughs> Kevin Smith has been threatening to make uh, moose, moose jaws, jaws, as he calls it, <laughs> which is exactly what it sounds like. That would be perfect for David Harbour. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, absolutely yeah. perfect. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's like he he. It's not like he's not getting work, but it is right, like he's in Marvel. He sh- no, he's doing I, fine. He's I'm not like worried about the man losing his home. But <laughs> yeah. But when I first saw him in Stranger Things, I did get that feeling of like this man's my, my future. I want yeah. him to be the future. Yeah. I want him to be in everything. And I, it was naive to think that that would be the, the case. Yeah. <laughs> um cuz he uh, like part of it's also I'm just like I'm also it's just an old dude. <laughs> I like yeah. this old dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I like other old dudes that aligns yeah. with my interest as and an so old like dude. This, right. And this movie works like you can see casting him for this. It's just that this movie you know had some problems. Yeah. A few. A lot of a few. problems. One uh, or two. All any right, other well, Yeah, any other thoughts on it? I think that's all I got. Nope. That's all I have to say about this. We had a ghost. Truly. Truly, it can be said. And we'll never have a ghost again. (laughs) We'll never have it again. It will not be invited back. No. (laughs) No, not for me. Robert, thank you so much for doing this to us. Always a pleasure to be on the show and make you guys watch. Uh,. A movie that is not nearly as good as the last movie I brought you guys, That's Night true. Riders. But Night Riders, oh, they can't all be Night Riders. No, I have gone back to Night Riders. Unlike mm-hmm. we have a good mm-hmm. house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will watch Night Riders again. I will never think about we have a ghost except for in my dreams. <laughs> I'll be, when I'll I see be him leering with Night Riders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you'll have the same funeral. They'll have like yeah. a night funeral. Yeah, I'll there you go. A motorcycle into a fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> Just disintegrate. After assaulting a cop, I believe. Oh, God, yeah. what a sure, good movie. After, fucking... after beating a cop half to death and throwing his gun in a vat of fry oil. Oh, God damn it, that's... Knight Rider's rules. See, that's an unhinged movie uh-huh. in the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy oh, cow. Fuck. And speaking of which, you want to reboot Knight Riders, David Harbour absolutely oh, has yeah. Ed Harris oh, vibes. You, you can make that work. He's got yeah. maximum Ed Harris vibes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was about to say, you could plug him into most Ed Harris roles, I yeah. think. Yeah, let's redo fucking uh, The, the Abyss. Abyss. Yeah, fuck <laughs> let's, it. Let's nearly kill David uh, Harbour, too. Get yeah. James Cameron on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah, up for the challenge of murder another balding? <laughs> Big Jim, this leading man needs a need, near-death experience. All Can you, you make to, it happen? To... <laughs> <laughs> Jim, Jim would just be like, wait, what's his last name? <laughs> he belongs in the sea with me. Mm. He added to his wall that's just a bunch of actors with targets drawn on them. Uh, better. Mm. <laughs> Someone stop him. He's going to kill again. Yeah, James he Cameron. will. He will, yeah. Yeah, um, Robert. Thank you so much. Thank do you, you have anything more or to plug again? Do you have anything to plug Mm-mm. that you plugged already, or anything new to plug, or something just to just tell the world? Like send a, David a Harbour a letter. You know, tell tell him you still believe in him. You know, he'll find his way. That's such a good idea. That's Everybody, what he needs yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. He's on. He tweets. He right? tweets probably. Yeah. Most probably. people do. Tweet to him and say you are appreciated, mm-hmm. David Harbour. Mm-hmm. I'm sure um, he really liked that. He really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm going to bring up our Patreon town, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, G-A-M-E-F-U-L-O-Y, unemployed. For $5 a month, you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spiel Boys. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. We will not be watching this movie on that Friday night, but we'll be watching better movies. Good movies. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> we might watch this mo- I don't know. We might watch we, movies we, of this level of quality. Yeah, yeah, at the very no least. Guarantees. Um, we also have a store ahead of gamefulemployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your ghostly little peepers onto that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You're weird. Mm. All right, America. Peepers. <laughs> slap your peepers on it like mm-hmm. we're teens in a hotel room. Teens in a sleeping. bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a what coin-operated bed. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh.